you don't know who I am. You have never spoken to me. We did connect in the sense of the system, but we have certainly not connected in terms of relationship. That you need to make sure that there's enough of a plan so that you're not jumping in and getting eaten up by the piranhas. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. It's uh, diving right in blindly and, you know, thinking you're successfully... Uh, working towards a, with an agenda or towards a goal or a plan and and we just dived right in we don't like the amount of times people dived into the sea and didn't know what was in under the water how shallow it was or how deep and they broke their neck they killed themselves or they dived into the shark infested waters or into the like into the crocodile infested sort of lake you just go what looks on the surface to be something simple and something attractive and you just dive right in unbeknownst to dangers that lurk beneath and all you can hear in the background is a of the jaws music then what do you do well that's a very interesting start because the YouTube gurus on the channel, like Sean, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, Canal or whatever his name was, Sean Canal. Um, he was saying, actually jump in before you even start because the problem is that the fear of what could be in there, the shark and the piranhas that will nibble at your feet, um, more than likely won't be there if you jumped into uh, a river close to Nuri because they don't live there. They live elsewhere. So all you probably do is get wet feet. Ah, but you're a foreigner. You, you, that, that is, you assume you know that. You're going, I mean, we're, the amount of times people jumped into what looked like a luxury beach somewhere else, and it's the, it's those lines, main jellyfish. Actually, they washed up on Irish shores lately, and you, and people were just going to their normal beach, which is in the middle of the, like, you know, Ireland. Not the middle of Ireland, obviously not much of a beach in the middle of Ireland, but on the out, on the coastal areas of Ireland, Suddenly, all these jellyfish and a big swarm of them, and they're, they're okay, they're dead in half the cases, but they're, the, the carcasses or the bodies are on the beach, and they're just as dangerous, dead as alive. And to you, the, the unsuspecting human, and even dog, cat, and anybody else that cares to stand on their tentacles. But, and it could just as well kill you, or you can have a nervous reaction, or a, but the whole point here is, is don't know what it is. You know, assumed it to be um, safe and then dived right in based on previous, someone else said it's okay. Do you not put your toe in the water, test for yourself and make sure it's okay and then dive right in? Well, the interesting thing is that because we have dived right in, we've actually managed to get through just over three minutes of our podcast, which we may not have done because we could have spent the next half hour trying to work out what are we going to actually do today? But sometimes just jumping in and seeing what happens and uh, remember the universe actually talking to us. The universe will come in. If we pre-plan or overthink it or overdo it, we may never actually jump in in the first place. But sometimes just having, stepping, putting the little big toe or the big toe into the water, dipping it in and seeing what it's like sometimes is the best way. In fact, jumping in and getting over the shock of the cold could also be <laughs> one way of trying to solve the problems. Well, Someone was chatting to me yesterday, or not, I don't even need, no, chatting, I mean, using social media. I don't even know which one. I'm getting IMs, I'm getting naps, I'm getting snaps, I don't know what. Somebody is talking to me from somewhere, and there's so many notifications coming on my phone. Most of the time, it's the same people on a different channel. But this somebody was saying, what are you doing? 
what 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 the hell is all this about? What what are you at? Are you just making it up as you go? And we're going, yeah, yeah, we are. We're just making it up as we're going and along for want of something better to do. We're again, what it is is just a conversation. Do you make? plan before you go to the pub or the restaurant with the mates and go right i'm going to research what i'm going to talk about i'm going to learn a bit of script before i turn up and i'm going to dictate it at them whether they want it or not no you go with the flow you go improv you go on the fly and this is we know inside We've the 30 years of business planning and strategic talk and whatever the hell it is about and accounting and, and business speak. We have that. That second nature, it'll come to the forefront. We can pick a subject at random and we can have an opinion on it. Just what they are is just conversations. Now, are they interesting conversations? Well, I'm going to get bored and George is going to get bored if we don't talk about something that might spark an interest. So we're on the fly. We're riding with it. We'll see where it takes us. We're diving in and it could be dangerous or it could be okay. And we're going to see as we go. As you've been talking, you've just triggered a memory from around about 1982. And I know you don't like me going back to the past, but it was it's a quite an interesting one. I was trying to get home from Bournemouth all the way up, uh, probably into the Midlands. And my opportunity arose for me to actually get a lift up with one of my lecturers. And we were going to go past Stonehenge and all sorts of things. I thought, I'll just go. I was a quiet chap at that point. So (laughs) I sat in the car and we started out. And after about 10 minutes, he says, George, if you don't start saying something, I'm going to kick you out and you can walk home. And I went, oh, my Bloody hell. So so I had to find anything and everything that I could actually come up with to fill that gap for the next hour and a half till we got to about Birmingham. And then he left me out on the M6 and I had to go and find a bus and try and catch a train back home. I actually didn't have much of a plan back there. I did succeed and get home. I knew where I was trying to get to. I just didn't know how it was going to work out. And quite often, that's the part that gets to be the enjoyment because you... If you know what's going to happen on the journey, you will get bored possibly because it, it, you haven't got to think too much about it. But quite often when you sometimes don't quite know what the outcome is going to be, that's when the excitement comes in because it then becomes a challenge to get through that particular part of the journey. And I think that's that's what this is. It's a challenge to see if we can fill the no, gaps. No. <clears throat> I had a similar experience, I think, and it was back in London, back in my heyday youth of having hair, and I was chasing a girl in the Hippodrome. And she asked, no, I thought I was chasing a girl in the Hippodrome. It turns out she had other ideas. I thought I was getting somewhere when she invited me to go see a band the next day. Didn't realize that she was actually the girlfriend of the lead singer in the band. And she was just scouting people at this nightclub to go along to that one. Oblivious to me, she probably played the same cards with each of us because there was quite a number of males in the audience, all looking a bit perturbed at when we got to this particular show out in the middle of nowhere and a whole train's journey away, I think it was nearly Reading, from central London. I can't remember exactly where. I just 
didn't prepare. I didn't plan. I didn't know. I dived right in. I got the train because I thought the reward at the end of the day when I got to this gig was this girl or potential girlfriend. Now, when I got there, the horror. I was a gothic punk. Where I turned up was a Psycho Billy band gig. And it turns out, as I said, she's the girlfriend of the lead singer. Everybody there had a big, weird, quiff-looking hairdo and it wasn't the same type as me. It was the Apaches versus the Comanches. I don't know what was going on. I was suddenly realized I was on my own in a sea of, 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 of psycho Billy dancers dancing at this weird band that I would, wasn't my sir music type, didn't know how to dance. It certainly, certainly looked out of place. And I was going, how the hell am I going to get home? I, did, I didn't plan any further than arriving there. I didn't look at the time to take schedule of the train. The band started when the last train left. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I was in fear of God because I thought I was meeting a girl and all of a sudden I'm on my own in a crowd and I'm in an alien space. But the night progressed. I, I relaxed, as you said, into it. I did a little bit of psychobilly dancing and I got a lift home with the band in the back of the van. Now I was dropped off at King's Cross Station back to central London to some where I could pick up a taxi, but it was a surreal experience that if I hadn't known beforehand, if I had a third, got the lay of the land, I certainly wouldn't have wanted to go there. I certainly would have known beforehand the girl was off the table, there was no potential girlfriend there, and you wouldn't be putting yourself out in the middle of nowhere in the dressed in the wrong sort of like uh, clothes and dancing to the wrong music in an alien place. But strangely enough, I have that last call to action saying, I went there and I bought the t-shirt. I actually bought the band's t-shirt. I have it to this day. It's in a drawer somewhere. And that is the memory of that night of the fear of God of how will I survive till morning. But I did, as you say. Well, I think, and I think that's the interesting part of the whole thing is that you now have a story from back then, which you can colour in and fill in these bits and pieces. And there are experiences that you wouldn't have had if you just hadn't jumped in, or you took an opportunity that you thought you're going to to have and make. It didn't necessarily turn out as you expected, but you ended up having an evening that was quite enjoyable in an unexpected way. And I think that's that's what we have to be looking at: is how do we we can get so bogged down with trying to plan things and try and work things out to make sure that we cut out the risk and make sure that we've got everything all perfect. Then it can go wrong anyway. Whereas sometimes by just not having any expectations and just seeing what might happen brings up some rewards that are totally unexpected. And I think that's, that's part and parcel, even doing what we're doing now. Quite often we don't know what to expect. Well, there you go. You know, I, and, uh, yeah, I did. I didn't know. Well, I had. No, no, no. I had expectations. I had real. Well, I would have considered realistic expectations based on the previous night's sell. A lovely girl chatting you up, inviting you on a date the next day told you where she'd be, at what time, and looking forward to seeing you. You, your brain, filled in the gaps. You brushed your teeth, you combed your hair, you put on your shiny shoes, and you went out to go dancing. But when you got there, your expectations were a little bit, you know, less than what was expected. It was a different set of... Now your expectations were starting to go, what do I now expect? Where am I? How do I get home? What will I do next? Am I safe? 
Is everything okay? But I mean, one set of expectations replaced by another set of expectations. Now, I lived through it. I didn't get the girl, but I got the t-shirt. And as you said, I got the story. I got the memory. And now I'm going, at this point in time, which was the better one? I don't know where the girl journey would have went, but the memory has certainly stayed. Now, now it does inform me and educate me I won't be doing that again. I'll be double checking before I go. Is this girl I'm talking to? Well, I'm, the, the wife will be a bit worried now if that was the case. But over the next 20 years before I met my wife, that's what was happening was I reined in my expectations. I got a little bit more information. I made sure beforehand what can be expected to a certain degree. Then your expectations might be exceeded when you went out, but they cer you certainly wouldn't be overly disappointed. You have some realistic expectations as to what the day might unfold into based on your plan of action for that day. Yeah, I, the other thing is, I think if you if you have, which we've talked about before, the idea of time and you have a time slot and you kind of work out, at least if I know that I'm going to be there and then there's an end to it, and you can plan what happens at the end. Sometimes if you just let see what happens in the middle, that can be quite as... Well, that's the creative part, because you never know what's going to happen sometimes in, in being creative. Quite often you can have a white canvas, and you're sitting there kind of going, what am I going to put on it? I could go out and do a whole load of research, but what if I just put some paint on it and see what it looks like, and what does that inspire, and start flicking at it instead of trying to paint it, and be more creative in the processes that you go through. In fact, we've been doing that with the kind of editing part of what we're doing at the moment. Normally, we just kind of, I just grab things, put things in. But now I'm actually kind of going, what, what happens if I take that a bit there and throw that around and put that somewhere else? And what comes out of it? And quite often, very unexpected things happened that are more impressive or more interesting to an audience than what I originally had first thought about. So again, it's, it's allowing that space for some kind of creativity, not imposing our wills, but allowing the universe to come in and sneak in a little message or, or an action or uh, a smell or a taste or a, you know anything that could happen just by accident. And I think it's those happy accidents that we've also talked about before. That kind of happy whole, accidents yeah. are good. Yeah. Now, there's accidentally on purposes that are out there as well, where we're, like it seems like a happy accident. No, no, it was pre-planned. And that's an awful lot what we see in social media is it's staged, it's set up, it's planned down to the last minuscule moment of this is viral nothing it's these super youtubers are going no it's scripted planned staged budgeted it's a full mini film actually this is the new production suites of of of, of film uh film creation it's it's you're not going to the cinema this stuff is your your youtube channel is your cinema and this is full production and you're not disappointed those viral somethings they 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 have a they have a goal they have an objective they're making someone money and they're not going to invest in the next one unless they're, they have the expectation of getting their budget back and getting their and getting that audience interaction so there's real we <coughs> excuse me we have expectations 
as to why are we investing our time in doing something. We have different expectations based on, well, we're investing this time in being entertained, being educated, being informed. You know, what is the expectation for that time investment on the behalf of the consumer or the audience or the customer? And they have realistic expectations because they're giving their life to this moment and they don't want to be disappointed when i go to a restaurant you know i'm a little bit predictable i'm i'm eating two veg or i'm sort of steak and chips i'm not trying to yamamori you know sir sushi something or another that i don't know what it is because i want I, i want to be satisfied i want to have a good time i have realistic expectations if i choose this dish so it's i it's this alignment of Will I be happy afterwards with my expectation beforehand? And then that's where all these testimonial things come from and the trip advisors and the Airbnbs and, and testimonial marketing is. If the customer is not happy, by God, something bad will travel 10 times faster than a good comment. Now, it's good if you're trying to get virability and YouTube views. It's bad if it's TripAdvisor and Airbnb, whereby this now puts off future customers. So it's... You know, don't just dive right in. You know, be prepared to a certain, like in my book, to a certain level of expectation for matching reward to investments of time, energy, or budget. As you were talking there, because you mentioned the cinema a couple of times and uh, expectations and not not losing out on your expectations. Great expectations. Great expectations. <laughs> well, <clears throat> last, uh, when was it? Wednesday. Yes, last Wednesday, I'd planned to go to the pictures with my son and daughter-in-law. And I was quite excited because it was a film I wanted to see called Tenant. And uh, they bought a ticket on Sunday and I thought, great, great. And they had told me which cinema it was going to be. And I thought, right, right, that's fine. And of course, as the week went on, we were busy and I was trying to get some work done. I need to get this done before I can take the time off to go off to the pictures with them at 2.20. And the first thing that happened was I was looking at the ticket on my mobile phone and it said 14. 20 and I went oh my god it's 1420 it's two hours later and I rang my son up and said right okay it, it is 20 past four and not 20 past two and he said yeah yeah it's that's that's right it's at 20 past four so I thought right okay well I got myself organized and got myself ready and left here at 10 to 4 to go to the pictures in Bambridge I thought great I'm going to get there in time and I got to Bambridge and I thought wow they haven't arrived yet and anyway I Went into the cinema, got my ticket swiped, and she went, oh, hang on a second. Let me have a look at that again. I went, yeah, yeah, here you go. She swiped. She says, that's supposed to be Craig Avon, not Bambridge. And I went, oh, my God. You know, my expectations was that we always go to the pictures in Bambridge. That's where we were meant to be met up. But because I was so blocked with all the other things I was doing, I'd gone to the wrong place. So I spoke to my son briefly and said, are you in Craig Avon? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the film's about to start. So I went, oh, I'm in the wrong place. And he had actually thought and said to his wife, I bet dad's gone to Bambridge and not Craig Avon, because that's where I'd familiarly, I thought we'd always gone. That's where we have we expect, expectation. That's it. Habit. habit. Anyway. The expectation is you're following habit. You're following routine yes. in the past. If someone introduces a change and hasn't informed you, or they, ex- they expect you to already know it, with a lack of communication, or by inference, or you picked it up by osmosis. But... That's it. That's the breakdown of communication. You cannot take things for granted. Well, this is it. There's, that's always yeah. danger. You've got to at least inform and communicate 
a certain, maybe a certain level of expectation of time being early, turn up, which cinema, you know, you know, their plans. These are all many plans for well, to I do think, things. Think, it doesn't matter if it's business or. I think if they'd actually uh, during the phone call, if that actually just reminded me again that it was Craig Gavin and not <laughs> because my mind was all over the place. So it, in the end, they'd actually said to me, "Well, look, try and make it up. You'll only miss about twenty minutes." And as I tried to go on the journey. I actually thought, no, it's going to be 40 minutes before I get there. So instead, because I, I, I had the expectation of seeing a movie. So I actually ended up going back to Newry, found that there was a cinema starting the same program an hour later and managed to get to see the film. So my expectations in the end were reached. The great thing about it was that when I left the cinema, I was home in 10 minutes instead of just over an hour. So I actually got home exactly the same time as I had I had I got to Craig Avon to go and see the film. <laughs> so, No, you had a different set of experiences. Yeah. You weren't sitting beside a family nope. member. You, as you said, it, it's this, again, it's back to this diving right in. You know, I've dived my, right in a few times and assumed and presumed that things were like they were in the past and this is where you'll be, at what time, who you're meeting, what you'll be doing. And, but everyone else had, had a discussion beforehand and changed all that. And again, you decided to, you know, right, you know, this is the way things are done. I don't need to be informed. I don't need to double check. And you go off and do your thing based on your expectations of how things should happen in what order. Now, that's, we're back to business speaking. We're back to even just, you know, general, you know, living with the family and, and fa family and friends. Don't take things for granted yeah. don't presume to know you know be informed you know make that call there's you can communicate under 95 different ways just do the little double check do the affirmation do the little do the little see you there and and which is like a nice way of go, like on they go where well, and, and, and when or put it into the text yeah. put it in, you know it's just that's what they say we're, we're there's so much in this um short form writing of texting yeah. and tweeting that we're leaving out sentences and we're we're assuming people well, me, know what you mean by two there. two hashtags and a smiley yeah, let me face. just add something in there because about the text another incident that occurred this week about a text was that uh Somebody asked me a load of questions and I ended up having to text back, who's asking? Because they hadn't actually put their name to the text. They assumed that because they'd been speaking to me that I knew who this was and I had no idea. And then they went, it's me. It's me. Of course it's me. We've been talking. And that was the next text. And I was kind of going, I still have still no, no idea who help. this person is that I'm yeah. talking to. And it was only because I went through... a. They then told me a piece of information, a little bit of storytelling that I'd heard the night before, and I suddenly was able to make the connections. But had I had they not put that story in there, I would have known. I wouldn't have known who it was. And even then, I wasn't but sure. Again, you had to fill, I had in, to the fill in the gaps. I mean, in yeah. the end, it was it was a bit of research going through, finding out what groups I'd been in and who was there in those groups that had the connection. And then I found the telephone number. I went, ah, now I know who it is. But they hadn't said who it was in two texts. And I normally still use that etiquette. No. Hi, John. Um, all the best, yeah. George. 
You know what I mean? Just so they know that it's me. That's it. There's presumption. Again, there's time and effort. Now, again, what I like about some of the social media things is, let's say LinkedIn, and if you are connected to someone, even though you might have 10,000 connections, you're connected in the sense of the system or the platform will say, this is the photograph, and it could be made up by someone else. Yo, this is their name. According to the photograph, they are connected to you, and you had a little sort of banter with them when you connected, perhaps. Maybe you never spoke to them again, and this might this speaking might actually be just in text format. I have 10,000 little, you know, little heads strolling up and down, lights on, green or not. And you're going, don't know them. Don't know them from Adam. I know I'm connected. I know at some stage when you press the button, accept or ask or, or ask to connect. But you're hoping to form a connection, a relationship later when it makes sense. Because you know, if someone writes in and says hello on the, on the message, you're going, there, actually, someone did it there like this morning. Again, straight to sale. And I actually looked at the last four texts and it was four sale pushes from them. I go, yeah, you don't know who I am. You have never spoken to me. We did connect in sense of the system, but we have certainly not connected in terms of relationship, even in terms of weather forecasting. Hi, how are you? And isn't it a lovely day and have a nice weekend? You better get to that level with me if you think you're going to get to the next level of any, to even reading your text to try and understand what it is you're selling. You know, even if I did need it, you go, it's pointless. Stop selling. Educate me. Inform, no, even the educate and inform is don't educate me what your, what your products are and don't inform me what your products are. Entertain me and communicate with me and talk about the weather if you have to. But later on, then you might pop up with some hope of business. And if not for me, maybe I'll give a testimonial and think of you for someone else. But this is about relationship forming. You know, don't just dive in thinking you know me. Don't just, that that's the whole point. We're, we're diving into the platform. We don't pretend to know anybody in there, but we do understand if they're like ourselves they don't want to be rubbed up the wrong way. They don't want to be sold to. They'd like, I think, I, I'd like to be entertained first and, may, and maybe form a relationship in terms of I like the look and feel of that individual and possibly their business. But, and I might be curious then as to what the hell do they do? Don't really know yet. But I'm curious because they keep on turning up and I like the look of it. Well, it's about trust, isn't it? Because even in that situation that you talked about earlier on with the girl that came up, she, she started to build up a kind of relationship and you began began to trust well, I certainly did like yeah, the look of her yes to trust what she was talking about and you kind of thought great and I've just been out, invited out on a date and then of course that trust was blown when the reality comes that she just she was like uh, what they call it clickbait great sales rep great sales scout you know, very good got me to travel miles pay money with no promise of anything at the end other than maybe a smile. And again, and actually, I was happy with the smile. Well, I was really, really grateful for the lift home afterwards, even if it was between her and a boyfriend. But that was that, that end of the night, I was more than happy just to get home. And I was smiling by the end of it going, later on, I, twi- like, what, what was what's that saying there now, sir? Like, uh, twi- something about twice yeah, shy. Yeah. yeah. You might catch me out once, but not again. Not, you're not going to get me a well, second then, time. Because <laughs> it's, it's all back to trust again, isn't it? That we, we want to know that we can trust someone when we're asking them to do something. And that comes through building up a relationship. And without that relationship, you're kind of going, really, can I trust you? There's a fear factor that comes in because you don't know whether you're going to be robbed. And effectively, that could be, even if you think you're in some kind of little business kind of transaction, you still may feel that actually I've just been robbed because 
the value that I thought I was You've been getting. robbed of your yeah. time. The most valuable time. thing you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's time is money again. I could have spent my time somewhere else. I could have spent my money somewhere else with, with something that was a bit more enjoyable. Which is why, again, when I suddenly, in my situation, again, because I got mixed up in my head, I hadn't followed through and I hadn't checked things out properly, I'd made a lot of assumptions, I suddenly realized that if I'd gone to the pictures to see that film and it was 40 minutes in, I wouldn't necessarily enjoy the film as much. So I felt that to get the best value, for me at that point, was to go to another cinema so I could see the film from the very start. And I'm glad I did, because if I'd missed even five minutes at the beginning, I wouldn't have understood what was going on half the way through the movie. <laughs> so again, it's all about these expectations. Well, actually, if you think about it, you said you're, you're planning to invest your time and your money in entertainment. You want to be rewarded. You don't want to be disappointed. You want to have a good time. You want to talk about it afterwards. You want to create yeah. memories. You don't want people robbing you your time. You don't want people robbing you your money. You don't want to be disappointed. You don't want to use your, your time unwisely. And, you know, so therefore, you know, you, you want to plan. So therefore, put a little bit more thought and planning into it beforehand. So so we are coming back with the dive right in is not quite dive right in. It's called dive right in where, when, why, and and, and with, with purpose and with some realistic expectation as to a, a level, a baseline of why you're doing this. Do you expect some sort of return? It might be a big return. It might be a small return. But you're not doing it for the sake of doing it. You're not doing it for no return. And you're also trying to minimize the risk that you're going to take because you're taking a risk in, in any activity. And, the, and if it's a small risk, then you don't mind. But if it's becoming a bigger and bigger risk, then you need to actually do more and more planning to make sure that you're not being tripped up. Or I, I mean, I remember that I was doing some work for somebody once and I became very suspicious of what was going on. So I started to research and research and research what the companies were about. And my 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 fears actually did get <laughs> they 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 proved to be correct because I began to mistrust or distrust what was going on. Uh, because I realized that the companies weren't, they didn't have the capabilities that they said they had. And I felt I was being taken down the wrong path and I was quite annoyed. But I had to restrict them what I was doing for that company because I knew that uh, I'd get less and less money out of the whole thing. And they were starting to ask for more and more things. And you begin to realize, no, you know, I'm sticking to my guns here. I'll do what I. And I've done that with a few companies that you, you know, if, if they start to change parameters or which they hadn't planned for because you, you've budgeted for what they'd said they got, they planned for the whole thing, you suddenly could think, find that the whole project can go belly up just because they're introducing new things that hadn't actually been planned for. So, yeah, I think we're back to this idea that you need to make sure that there's enough of a plan so that you're not jumping in and getting eaten up by the piranhas. Yeah, the minimum viable, minimum viable product. product. There's a minimum something. Now, it could be sub. It could be that you're doing it subconsciously. And actually, what you reminded me there of was a bit of Deepak Chopra's, you know, universe again. It's a case of this gut feel. You have a feel. You know, you have, you know subliminally. You go, oh, this is going to be a good time. I'm like, like smiley girl there, and I'm like, oh, it's a bit of a date. I've got, I've got this half date. You now your mind has gone off and said, I'm going to get married. Am I moving? in with this person the mind is putting in an awful lot more of maybe unrealistic expectations but they could become more realistic and more material in time based on how the the thing manifests as manifests over time so i turned up 
smiley face there, smile back, give me your money on the way in the door, here's a ticket, and I go, I'm paying in, okay, that's interesting. When you get in, you suddenly go, you're, you're shunted off the corner to five other people with similar bemused looking sort of heads on them, and go, oh, you were selling, right? And then you realize what, what the relationship is, it's your customer, and this is your sales rep, and this is the, your, your, your product has been delivered to you up on stage there now, and that's the level of relationship, where it stops, where it starts, it's, it's, it's affable, it's friendly, it's, it's, that's a good sales rep, and I, I bought, I paid, I gave more time than I should have, I had unrealized expectations as to what the product actually was, turns out it was the music, it was not the girl relationship, but, it, you know, it, not that what manifests out of the universe was a little bit of everything and not, not a lot of anything. But that never met the girl again, never saw the band again, never listened to the music after that. Therefore, it was an interesting point in time. It was an interesting investment. Step back into real life now and, and, and going forward, you're saying... I value my time. I, I value it more than I used to do. I, I'm using my gut as the first level of filter to go, this doesn't feel right. That feels bad. I don't feel happy with this. I don't feel that's a good offer or, or I feel the expectations for the, on the, in terms of what's on offer. It doesn't match what you want from me. So this is what you're talking about there going, not taking a job for 50 grand if my last one's for 200. You know, not that that was the case, but it's, you're not, it's, it has to make sense. You might take it for 50 if you, if you love what it is you're doing and that the money doesn't matter. So, but it's back to going, you've got to match expectations with, with results. And you go, and, 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 and don't, you don't want to be disappointed and particularly before you start. So go with your good feel and do a little bit of research, as you say, and more than likely that will firm up that your gut feel was right, because eight, eight times out of ten, it is. It's going, you're, what you're trying to do is now disprove your gut feel to make yourself comfortable to do what it is you are going to do. But most of the time, you don't do it. Or you shouldn't have done it if you did. And I think that's a great way to, to round up the, the, the episode today, is the fact that do, do recognise that your gut feeling actually is important and if it's telling you one thing then maybe you should go with it and don't always let the head roll although you should let the head do enough planning so that you can see what's going on and you don't jump into the piranhas and get eaten by the sharks or one of those things so and those crocodiles just pussycats <laughs> and, and and fluffy balls is all you want so <laughs> thanks again for listening to this episode look forward to seeing you next time around so it's bye from me george and bye from him Thanks a lot. Bye for now. <laughs> Take care. Do what it says on the tin. Follow and share. <laughs>